I will pause throughout. So if um, I always like hearing from other people, what what do you think? You know, what are your thoughts? What God's speaking to you, and so forth. Amen. So let's get into it. Our second part. My house is a house of prayer. Okay. Okay. So. As we know, you know, prayer is quite simple. We discussed it last week. You know, it's basically just communicating with God, right? But it takes a lot of uh, love for God. It, not love, a lot, but you have to have love. You have to love God and you have to have passion and be consistent. Remember, we talked about last that last week. We also mentioned um, attitude and our posture towards prayer, right? And yes. uh, that we have to have faith uh, that God hears and answers prayer. So um, let's take off from the model prayer. So that was Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6 verses 5 through 13. That's what we'll start off this evening. Just refresh ourselves from there. And it reads uh, Matthew 6, 5, 13. I want to reread it. I like reading the scripture. I know that our time is crunched, but I, I think it's important, this particular one. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corner of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret rewards you openly, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So it's interesting how he opens this up because he starts, uh, Jesus starts talking about, he says, do not be like the hypocrites. When it comes to prayer. Um, and he's basically. Sorry something's in my eye. He's basically referring to the Pharisees. And the Sadducees. Or we can categorize hypocrite. As being anybody. Who. Uh, uses prayer. As a facade for spirituality. That's basically. What Jesus is talking about there and you know what the one thing that comes to my mind as i'm uh, going through this again right now is god wanted us to be a different people he wanted us to be special to stand ab above other nations above other people and he wanted to use us to glorify himself and i think that's why you know, one of the things that I see here, especially when it comes to prayer, that we shouldn't be like the heathen. That's why there's that contrast. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be like the heathen. Because we're meant to stand out as godly people, as the standard of holiness, as a, you know. And um, I, we should see that as, as a good thing. 
because he, he really loves us and wants that unique or special relationship with us. Amen. So the next one here is, as we go through the scripture, and I'm kind of pointing out just certain things. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Just certain things uh, that Jesus in this model prayer um, that I, like that's high, I'm going to highlight a few. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm highlighting a few things through the, through the prayer um, that Jesus is doing here. So the next one is um, that kind of just stands out as I was going through this was Jesus gives us a command on prayer. He says to go to our room, right? Go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to the Father who is in the secret place. And I think that that's significant to outline here, especially um, because we're talking about just establishing the church and his people as people who really truly pray and worship God in truth. And that's the reason um, why we're even going through this. So to go into your room so that, you know, when we first read that, I think our minds kind of think of our bedroom or like a prayer closet or something. And yes, you can have a prayer closet, you have a special place. I think that if you are able to definitely do that, but I don't think that Jesus necessarily is pointing a physical location. It's more of a metaphor. And that it's more of saying, go to your secret place with the Lord. Go to your special place with God. Uh, that place of communion with the Lord. You know, that it should be a secret place between you and God. The next thing I want to highlight there is shut the door. Shut the door. And that basically is kind of saying, don't use prayer for a display. You know, and what comes to my mind is fireworks. You know, when we have a firework display, the 4th of July for Christmas, New Year's, you want that display, right? And so prayer is not that thing that's supposed to be used as display or to show off. Not that we don't pray in public or we can't do that. But it's the heart of the reason that we're doing it, our purpose for it. And Jesus is very intent on that throughout this, um, as you can see. And then the reward or the result of our prayer. The reward or result of our prayer is going to be seen in our daily life, right? When everybody else sees the work that went you know, when you have a testimony, when something comes out of your prayer, you know, from your prayer closet, other people are going to see that. And so that's our reward for our secret times of prayer. That's what he's saying. It's the result of our prayer. Okay, the next thing here I'm highlighting is many words and vain repetitions. I think that we can fall into this category sometimes where we are simply out of um, motion we get into the motion of things and we can just repeat something over and over and over and over again but it doesn't we're not putting the meaning to it and so it, the question here is that when we are praying that our mind is engaged our soul is engaged we're engaged in the lord in our prayer time right we're not just repeating words over and over meaninglessly. 
even when we're speaking in tongues, and we're going to get to that um, hopefully later, but even when we're speaking in tongues, we should be engaged in the prayer. Our mind should be focused on what we are praying about. Amen. Because I do, I do believe that when you do that, God will, will be speaking as well. Okay. Finally, the scripture says, uh, for your God knows what you need even before we ask. So now I'm going to pause here a little bit and I'm going to bring it out to you guys. What do you guys think that means or what does that mean to you rather when the scripture says God knows what you need even before you ask what comes to your mind I want to hear at least one one or two people Amen. Um, when you think of like having a child when you think of having a child. So sometimes they come to you with the need, but before they come, you've already thought about it. You've planned <laughs> about it. You are even in the process of getting whatever yeah. they have. Sometimes you've already bought it. You just haven't had time to get. So when you think about when you say, it's basically something, basically at that. So before we go to him, he knows us so well. So that he knows our needs already, our wants already. Amen. 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 I like that. That's awesome. I love that example, Felicia. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. Even as parents, human parents, you know, we know what our children are looking for. We know what they want. Um, how much more God to us, right? That has made us and formed us. Um, but he still wants us to go and ask. And I think that, that it just shows trust. It shows love. You know, your kid coming to you asking, you shows, you know, they trust me. They love me. They look up to me. You know, there's that bond between um, a parent and, and a child. And I, I believe that that is what that is also saying with that special bond. Okay, amen. So that's closing off the model of prayer and some of the other things that we talked about last week. So we're going to get into the power of prayer or why we need prayer. And then we're going to get into hopefully the types of prayer. I don't know if we'll be able to. I'm not sure because we have like about 30 minutes left, but it's fine. So we'll just uh, get into it. Okay, so the power of prayer or why we need prayer. Prayer. Prayer is so, so important. I said it last week. It's like a Christ, it's a Christian lifeline for things. So why do we need prayer? I, I, there's a lot of reasons why we need prayer, but I'm highlighting three. And the first one is prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Matthew 17, 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. There are things where we need God 
to intervene. Uh, life brings situations, good, bad, of different varying degrees. And in our times of prayer, we stay connected to God. So we're able to navigate those daily things. Um, those daily things that, um, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted. Um, those daily things to become a lot better or easier. You know, when we stay connected to God, we get wisdom. We get revelation. We spoke, then those are some of the things that we spoke about last week. You know, even Jesus uh, took time away to refresh and rejuvenate so that he could press on and continue. And so um, when we pray, we are allowing for divine intervention, which is why prayer changes things and why I quoted that verse. When we pray, we are saying to God, I need you and I'm allowing you into my life to intervene because I know that you know all things from beginning to end and I need you in this right now. And God, when you ask, will meet you where you are or us. He'll meet us where we are in our times of prayer. And you say to yourself, well, why do I have to ask? Why do I have, doesn't he know? I mean, I've, I've heard this before and it's, it's coming from a place of our flesh, right? Prayer is a, a thing where we commune with God on a very deep and spiritual level. You know, it's, it, it is talking to God, but we're connecting with him on a spiritual level because he's a spiritual being. And what we have to realize about God is that God is gentle. He's kind. He's humble. He's a loving spirit. And he does not force himself where he is not invited. Even this evening, we invited God into this. You know, I was praying that God would come into this meeting place in our time together that he would meet with us, that he would speak this evening to each and every single one of us. And when we do that, he, he meets us where we are. Um, we get, there, like I said, there are times of intervention. We're asking his advice. You know, some, our parents, you know, I, I love Felicia's example. It's, it's, it's really so spot on. Even our parents, if we don't ask our parents for counsel and advice, on a situation, even though they know we need help, they're not going to give it. Why? Because, you know, we're, we're such complex creatures that sometimes we need to bring ourselves down. And when we ask, it's like that open door of saying, I'm ready to hear what you have to say. And so sometimes that's what we need. We need to come to that place where we're coming to God for those things and allowing him to intervene. If you want, if we want a life that's filled with God, if we want a life that's led by God's will, we have to pray. Amen? Because it allows for intervention. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys, um, this is a little, a little story, little story time. So this is a story I heard. I, I, maybe some of you have heard about it. 
but I'm going to share it and it kind of brings this point home. So an elderly woman, it was an elderly woman who lived, uh, she, she had a little house. She didn't have a lot of money, but she was a believer and her neighbor was an atheist. And so one week she realizes that she's not going to have um, enough money for groceries. So she's praying. She's praying to God. She's praying to God. She's praying to God. Her prayers, you know, they were getting, she was praising the Lord and she was worshiping. She was asking God and her atheist neighbor happened to be passing by her house and heard her prayers. And he, out of his jealousy or just not wanting to believe in God, said, this lady, she doesn't know God doesn't really exist. I'm going to show her that God doesn't exist by going to the grocery store myself and getting the groceries for her that I'm gonna put that was his mindset and then putting it on his on her door to show her that God doesn't exist so he does that comes back puts the groceries on the front of the door rings the bell and says I got you the groceries that you needed the woman started thanking and praising the Lord and just thanking him for everything Thank you, Jesus. And then he was like, but why are you thanking God? I'm the one that got you the groceries. And she said, even if God has to use the devil to answer my prayers, then that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Amen. So sometimes God, when we begin to pray and ask God, and that's the point, is that it opens the door for God to move and he will use, he can use anything or anybody. Amen. Okay, let's go on here. So the next one, the next point that we have is prayer draws us closer to God. I've been saying that already. Prayer draws us closer to God. Uh, James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse you your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Um, the first thing that I thought of was Adam and Eve and the way that Adam and Eve walked in the garden with the Lord. They walked in the garden with just such freedom with them, with, with God and speaking with him and you know, just back, well, you know, it was just like, it was like normal to them all day. God was there. They were there with God, just communed together and they had a great old time. When sin happened, dynamic shifted, right? And when, and God knew what had happened already. And when he came asking for them, where were they? They were hiding. So my point is that it's important to keep open communication with God no matter what. Even if we feel like it, whether we make a mistake, whether we sin, whether we have failed, let's keep an open communication with God and not be like Adam and Eve. God is our father. He loves us. He already knows what's happened. He knows why it happened. 
And the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to humble ourselves to him and draw near to him. That's why I use this verse. It says, draw near to him and then he will draw near to you. The thing that sometimes we fail to realize is that God is never far away. God is always nearby. What he wants is for us to draw near to him. We are the ones. And sometimes we could feel far away, but that's something that we have to um, learn to understand that that's just a feeling. It's simply a feeling. It doesn't mean that God is actually far. God is ever so near. Amen. Uh, so let's let's continue to keep uh, that strong bond with him. Psalms 73 verses 26 to 28. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. God is the strength and the sustenance of life. A reason for this is my flesh and heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For those who are far from you shall perish. What that says is if we're staying, if we stay in communion with him, if we're in constant contact with him, he is the giver of life. Why wouldn't we want to do that? With someone who is a sustenance and our strength in our life, who can help us to keep going forward no matter what happens. Why? The, the one that holds the keys to eternal life. Why will we not want to continue to communicate and bond with him? Right? And so we all have been through really, really difficult times. And I know a lot of us can even testify of that the only reason why they're still standing, while they're still here, is because they kept praying. We keep going to church and we keep believing. So let's continue to draw close to God through prayer. Amen. Let's encourage ourselves. Let's remind ourselves of those good times where we've come to God and we've prayed and we've asked God and he's answered and we've heard him and we've seen him. Sometimes we have to do that, bring that back to remembrance so that we can continue to um, spur ourselves on to continue to be in contact and in prayer with him. Amen. Okay. My third point is prayer. Okay. The, the need for prayer is the third one. We get to know him more through prayer. We get to know God more through prayer. When you have a friend, right? You have your friend. And the more time that you spend time with your friend, or maybe your friend moves in with you in your apartment or your home, and they live with you for months and months on end, what happens? What happens in that dynamic? We learn more about our friend. We learn about their quirks. We learn that sometimes their feet smell. Uh, we learn that sometimes they, they like things to be, you know, they want the heater on all the time. We learn things about our friend. We learn that our friend maybe talks a lot on the phone. 
you know, there's a lot of things that we begin to learn about our friend. Not only that, but the other thing that happens, the more we're in contact with another person, um, is that their personalities rub off on us. So let's take that to prayer. The more we pray, the more we're in contact with God, the more we um, spend time with him, the more we get to know who God is because the more he'll talk to us in response and tell us and show us, you know, by his spirit, a lot of things about him and his scripture and the word, you know, not only that, but we start to change. We ourselves won't be the same. The more we pray, the more we become more like him. Amen. And it's, it's, it's such a great thing because God is such a spiritual, such a powerful being. And for him to rub off on us like that is, is just fantastic and awesome thought for me. Amen. And I hope it is for you too. Amen. Okay. Uh, 742. Let's touch a little bit on this. Pastor Stephen said that um, I can continue next week if I need to. So let's see how this goes. All right, different types of prayer. Now we're going to get into the different types of prayer. There are different types of prayer, but there's going to be three that I'm going to be highlighting this evening. Hopefully all three. Um, And the reason I'm highlighting them is because I believe that these specific three types of prayer are prayer that will help us elevate us out of our usual comfort zone. And you'll get to see what I mean as we continue. Um, Sometimes when we're praying, I think we get we can sometimes get stuck in a rut where we're praying kind of for the same things all the time, right? And so when we, and then I want to go through these, go start doing more of these, we're going to expand that. We're going to come out of our comfort zone. And I, I believe as we come out of our comfort zone, the more God is going to use us to minister. Amen. And I, I, so I think they're, they're quite important. So the first one, and some of these might be obvious, but we're still going to go through them. The first one is praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Ephesians 6.18, it says to praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praying in the spirit is basically praying in tongues. Okay. Um, it connects us to God on a higher spiritual dimension than just praying with our own understanding and our mind. Now, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray with our understanding mind. We definitely should. But there are times where our own understanding is so limited on a situation. I've, I'm sure a lot of you have, have had this experience where you could be praying about something and you start praying in the spirit. And then revelation comes to your understanding about what's the next thing you need to pray. Does that make sense? You get a deeper understanding of the situation. And so you begin to pray about that. And so um, that's what happens when we pray in tongues. So it'll constantly take us 
to a deeper a deeper space and so uh praying in the spirit is is so so crucial um the scripture in first thessalonians five sixteen tells us to pray without ceasing and this is one of the keys for that to pray without ceasing is that we're praying in the spirit and you could pray in the spirit no matter where you are um any you know any given time any moment um it will help us the other scripture i'm going to use here is romans eight twenty six. it says likewise the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and so even here in this scripture it tells us that there's times where we we can't or don't know how to pray in our understanding because of the situation that we're in so we can choose to pray in the spirit i don't know you know, I've had moments like this where either you wake up all of a sudden for no reason or you have trouble falling asleep sometimes, but it's happened to me. And the one thing that I know that helps, and for some reason, sometimes I just, you know, you can't place your finger on it, but something is bothering you, right? And I believe that those are moments of God telling us that we need to pray, but we don't know exactly what to pray about. Praying in the spirit is what helps until we get that peace. I've had I've had a lot of times where I'm I'm, I'm like that, and I just start. I've I've learned actually that I, you know, sometimes it takes you takes a little while to like ding in your head because you just want to sleep or you just need to get up or or whatever or whatever that is, and you just doesn't occur to you. But I want to bring it to our attention that those are times that we should just start praying. Amen. Because sometimes there's signals for us that something might be happening. And we may never know what that is. We may never know what that is. But um, it's important that, that we do pray. Amen. Okay. Um, so this is another story I'm going to share with you guys. I'm, I'm praying in the Spirit. And the reason I'm, I'm sharing this story is because I want to spur us on into the habits of doing that. And like I said, the Spirit of God can really nudge us sometimes to pray. And we don't know why. Sometimes it's just an unsettling feeling. Maybe you feel not at peace about something. Sometimes it's just like you just feel like this, like, I just want to pray. I have this sensation that I need to go and pray. You know, so I'm, um, I'm encouraging us um, to, to go ahead and, and do pray wherever you are and just stop what we are doing. So I'm sharing this is a true story. So there was a mother, um, you know, who was doing her, does her daily routine. She drops her kids off at school in the morning. She comes home. She does her tasks and chores or whatnot. Then she'll go to the bus stop again um, to go pick up her child from the bus uh, when they're coming home from school. So there was a day where she was doing her normal things. She dropped off her child at the bus stop at school and uh, she went home doing her normal things that she would do for that day and all of a sudden before she was it was coming time to go and pick up her child from the bus stop and she said she wasn't sure what happened but she just 
like felt like she needed to start praying. So she stopped. She started praying. She didn't know what to pray about. So she was praying in the spirit. Start praying in tongues. She was just praying in tongues. So she grabbed her things after she felt like she was everything was okay. She grabbed her things, grabbed her keys, got into her, and started uh, walking down to the bus stop. So as she was there waiting for her child to come down from the bus, she saw her child coming down from the bus, got on the on the curve. And as her child was coming to the curb, there was also a car coming down pretty fast down the road. Now she knew her child wasn't gonna cross the road and wait, but at the same time, she said it was splits of seconds, she saw her child trip by the curb of the road and she said that she doesn't know how that happened but her child usually when we you know if you, if you think about it the curb and then when you're walking and you trip when you trip we trip forward she said she saw her child trip but went backward and then at the same time a car came by just swooshing down, but her child had tripped back. And she just thanked God. She just thanked God that the, her, her child was safe, nothing happened. But then it, she remembered that she had prayed and she felt that strong sensation to pray. And she believes that it was divine intervention that her child did not get hit by that car. And that, that she, she strongly believes there must have been an angel or something that pulled her child out of the way. And so, you know, I say this story because I'm sure some of us have had experiences like that. I, I, if, you have, if you guys want to share later, I would love to hear them, you know, because it encourages, you know, we, this is a body of believers and we need to encourage each other. And so, you know, um, I think it's really, really important when we have those moments and we don't know what to pray about, we should pray in the spirit. And if you don't, pray in the spirit yet then um you could tell pastor steve and i we will pray with you um until you receive the baptism of the holy spirit because it's so important amen okay uh 751 i think i'll stop here uh and and i'm going to continue next week and i'm going to finish up the other ones and then we're also going to go into um I'm just going to say the rest of the list. Um, I don't really want to get into them, but we could talk about them lightly uh, on the other uh, types of prayer that there are. So right now, I just want to stop and I'm just take questions at this time. If you guys have any questions or comments or want to share a story right now, you can. Amen. And if you don't, then I'm going to ask a question. Okay, so while you guys are formulating yourselves, I'm going to throw up this question to you guys, and I want you guys to tell me what you guys think. Felicia, do you want to share something? Oh, yeah, I was going to share a story about prayer. Yes, please. So it was, um, I had come to this country, and it was difficult for me to get a job. Mm -hmm. And I had lost a job I had recently. So I was there and something said I should just pray. So I started to pray. I think I thought, I thought I prayed for a long time. Mm. Then a friend of mine called me and said, oh, I know things are tough. I'm going to do laundry. Do you have dirty laundry? And I'm like, I do, man. 
and I don't have money. She said, I'm going to pay and I have soap. And I was like, okay, good. So we went to the laundry mat and we put our stuff inside. It was in New York and there was a TV. So there was like a certain area for people to watch. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we sat down, there were people there, a woman with very long skirts. Like as soon as the woman walked towards us, something was like, look at her. So I turn and I look and I'm like, oh, I like her scarf. She almost looked like my mother's mother who had passed. And I mentioned that and then we, we forgot about the woman. So she went straight to the ATM Meanwhile, I was telling God, I need money. I don't have money. What am I going to do? I have to go around looking for a job. I need all of that. And then the woman stood by the ATM machine for, for some time, and she wouldn't move. Hmm. And then when she was moving past us, I heard again, look at the ATM machine. Then I looked, and there was money there. So I'm like, Wendy, Wendy, look, the woman left her money. And then she said, you're the only person who love it. Go pick it up and give it to her. And I'm like, no, you go get it and go give it to her. And then she said, no. So we saw the woman walk past through the gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. The entrance door, there were two young couples, a male and a female, standing there. And we saw them step aside and give the woman way to pass. But this is what happened. After I the money. It was three twenty dollars. After I grabbed the money, and we asked the guys, we asked the, the young guy, where did the woman go, left or right? They said they swore nobody passed between them. Oh my god! And we're like, no, only you step aside. It was an older woman with the blue skirt. They said no, they didn't. They didn't step. And I'm like, that's not happening. We saw you, and then okay, so it, then we offered them enough. And I'm like, I'm not afraid, but it's weird. So we said maybe they don't understand the English. Let's call somebody else. So we called somebody who understood good English, explained it in Spanish to this girl. Mm-hmm. And the girl is like, something is wrong with us because they haven't moved. They've been here. They saw us come in, but they haven't moved for any any woman to get out. So then when you went to the left, I went to the right. We didn't see the woman. Then after a while, I started getting goosebumps. So I came back to say, me too, I felt the same goosebumps. And it looks like that that sixty dollars never got finished. So that was like a prayer that I got the urge to pray, and then I received exactly an amazing testimony. Amen. 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 We thank God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. That those those are the type of things that will happen when we pray. Amen. Amen. That's what. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I hope you guys are also encouraged by that. Amen. Okay, so um, I want to ask here a question with the few minutes that we have. What do we do when we have not received an expected answer from our prayer request? And the question is meant to poke a little bit because I want us to get to understand really prayer and I want us to um, go beyond just this facade of prayer you know claim it and name it kind of thing and you know prayer is a real thing and so what happens what do we do 
when we feel like we haven't received an ex and I, I I'm phrasing it that way for a reason. Uh, what do we do when we have not received an expected answer from our prayer request? What do you guys think? Okay, I, I want you guys to think about that for next week. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you wanted to say something, Felicia? Yes, I was yeah. going to say something. Go ahead. So with, so with me, the experience I have with prayer, so this is how I see it. When, I, when there, is a, there is some prayers that you have to keep praying mm -hmm. so you get the answers I've been taught or I've heard somewhere. Yeah. But I have, when I, when I tell God the problem, and I don't see the answer, sometimes what I, what I, what I encourage myself with, the same situation somebody has, somebody else have it, but they have it in a different way. Mm -hmm. So like example, sometimes, you know how you go to a meeting, somebody has prayed, like somebody get healed, it's difficult. 